I'm Mark Groves, and this is the Holistic I'm Valerie Jacobson, and this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. And this is the Holistic I'm Barbara Stewart, and this is the I'm Marin Green, and this is the Holistic OBGYN and this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. And this is the holistic I'm Ben Joseph Stewart, and this podcast. is the holistic OBGYN I'm Ross podcast. Newkirk, and this is the holistic OBGYN I'm Sarah Gustafson, podcast. and this is the holistic OBGYN I'm podcast. I'm Dr. Aaron Eugwin McMorrow, and this is the holistic OBGYN podcast. I'm Alex Kuczynski, and this is the holistic OBGYN podcast. Hey, everybody. It's episode 29 of the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. I'm the host, Nathan Riley, MD. I'm a physician trained in obstetrics and gynecology, and I did a fellowship in hospice and palliative medicine. And um, it's my pleasure to bring you another episode of this great show. My passion project, my business, is this uh, world in which we need to change women's health care and bring back the midwifery model of care and start to look for the root cause of disease, especially as it pertains to women's healthcare. Because if you're a woman out there and you've been in the medical system to any degree, you've experienced some degree of sort of, I don't know, palliation of your symptoms without finding the root cause. And so a big part of my practice is identifying what's going on through a functional medicine approach and um, helping women in particular, but I also work with men, get to the root of their problems and fix those problems the best that they can using holistic means like diet, movement, breathing, hydration, sleep, and mindset. And then, of course, I have the whole allopathic toolkit. But apart from just working with patients, I bring people on the show, and we just have lovely conversations around changing the world and changing women's health care. And uh, today's guest is no exception. Um, I brought my friend Alexander Geisler. He's an MD pediatrician in Los Angeles onto the show. He and I trained together in residency, which we'll talk a little bit about. And uh, he's a really, really conscious human. He's uh, a surfer, he's a skateboarder, and uh, exceptional at both of them. In fact, I think at one point, we talk about in the show, at one point he had really the option to to go full board into surfing and make a career out of that, or, you know, go to school and grad school and everything else that comes with that. So, he chose the path of helping kids, helping families, and I love him for that. We need more people like him in the world. We really do. So this is one of our shorter episodes um, where we really get into what does Dr. Geisler feel that the world needs to know about caring for women, and I think that his um, answers will um, will enrich your life, will warm you up like a hot cup of cocoa. Speaking of warming up, it is 10 degrees here in Louisville, Kentucky. My ice bath tub is frozen solid outside it's amazing or at least there's a there's at least an inch of ice on top so i have to break that to go in there later that'll be a nice um chilly evening for me (laughs) um let's get into the conversation i um uh have to tell everybody this is education this is not replacement for medical advice given to you from medical doctors if you are looking for medical advice this is not the show for you please go and talk to your primary care doctor or your OBGYN, etc. Um, although I don't think that there's much much that could be misconstrued as medical advice in this conversation with Dr. Geisler. Um, also, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, Waveblock, 10% off at waveblock.com will get you um, uh, a nice discount uh, with, with Beloved, code Beloved at checkout. 
and um, you'll get some EMF blocking stickers for your earbuds and your phone. More on that a little bit later. Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Dr. Alexander Geisler. Welcome back to the Holistic OBGYN, everybody. I'm here with another good friend of mine. I don't even have people on the show, Dr. Geisler, that I don't know personally. <laughs> Dr. Um, Riley, yes. You and I have known each other for a long time. I've already read your bio in the intro, okay. but tell people how we know each other. Yeah, so we go back good, wow, five, no, seven man at least six or seven years i, I i'd have yeah. to do the math exactly it doesn't really matter it's been a while <laughs> um we did residency together in los angeles um and you were on one side of the birthing process uh OBGYN. i was on the other side as a pediatric resident and we had the pleasure of working together on the nights where i was in the nursery or working in the NICU um, and you happen to be, you know, helping with the delivery of babies. And that was always a fun time uh, yeah. because yeah, it, you know, I could call you Dr. Riley and make it seem absurd, uh, <laughs> even though that's what was expected of me right, at the time. Right. So yeah. And we actually graduated at the same time. So you had a three-year program, but you started the year after me. So we were actually in line and we finished at the same incorrect, time. Incorrect. Incorrect. We no? started the same time. And I, yeah, I teased you a lot because I finished a year oh, early, but I stuck shit. around at the same hospital and uh, had a much more time off. And so that was a, yeah, a nice, nice, nice little uh, opportunity I had after residency. So, and if I may toot your horn a little bit, you also probably could have been a professional surfer way back in the day. And oh, like, no. <laughs> yes, you could have. You're pretty freaking good on the waves. Uh, Oh, and thanks, to, to, to prove it, you managed to skateboard to work. And I would see you on my way walking to work. I'd see you on your skateboard flying down Sunset Boulevard right. with all of the potholes, with all the human excrement. And you would you would navigate between cars and you'd throw me a little shaka bra once in a while, like without even looking like you're uh, an exceptional athlete as well. So thank you. Yeah, um, there was the one the one time I was headed to must have been a night shift and I had my. I think I even had my white coat on or I had it <laughs> around my arm on my skateboard in scrubs and I heard someone from a car say look <laughs> and I I was more surprised by them I look over the car and I see them with their phone filming me go by and for all I know that video could have gone viral it could be all over the, I have no idea but um that that was one of those moments where I was like okay maybe this looks a little bit uh, unusual on your everyday commute to wherever <laughs> they were going, you know? Well, yeah, people also can't see, well, uh, there will be like video clips of this that come through, but uh, if people are just listening, Dr. Geisler is also devastatingly handsome. It's intimidating, oh. actually. He's <laughs> like, he's like, he's like a uh, younger, healthier looking version of Sean White. So as, as I shuffle on my seat uncomfortably. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah. Well, German people don't take compliments very well. I'm just going to shower you with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Mr. Mr. Dr. Geisler, can you lead us in a big, deep breath? I know that that's, uh, that's uh, something we talked about beforehand, if you're comfortable with it. Sure, sure, sure. So let's, everyone, take a 
big meditative deep breath on the count of three. One, two, three. Inhale. And exhale. Right on, brother. Thank you. Thank you. That was nice. Alexander. Yes. The floor is yes. yours. What are, what are three things you want the world to know about women? About caring for women, excuse me. Supporting women. Supporting women. So, um, first of all, that's, that's a broad question. I think it's an important question. It's very relevant. Um, and I'm, of course, going to take the uh, approach or the perspective of um, a father. I have a year and a half year old um, at home. Um, and I'm also a husband and then of course, a pediatrician in the community. So I have, uh, many interactions with women and families on a daily basis. Um, and so I'm going to kind of focus on my experience, my journey as a new father. Um, and then also hope to kind of bring in that, that energy that I, that I get from, um, from new parents and kind of some of the experiences that they share, which have, have in many, in many cases been, uh, yeah. very relatable, um, in my, in my own experience. So, um, with regards to, you know, where to start, I mean, one thing that came to me as, uh, unexpected or something that, um, I maybe underappreciated as a new father was the, the burden of, of sharing of a, that a woman shares, uh, um, in terms of sharing her body with her baby, it doesn't end the moment, um, the baby's, uh, born. Mm. Um, there's of course a lot of buildup that goes into that final moment where the baby's born. Um, and little did I realize that as that climax hits that point where, oh my gosh, the baby just gave, you know, her, referring to my daughter, her first cry. And oh my gosh, it's going to be fine. This is amazing. Within 10 to 15 minutes, at least in our experience, this little creature, this organism was already making its way up toward the breast and um, the woman, you know, my wife in that situation, was presented with her first challenge of, of parenting, of motherhood, and that was trying to get the baby to feed. And so it was almost like she, she didn't have a, uh, you know, a minute to catch her breath, and she was mm -hmm. already basically presented with this new burden um, that not just, you know, not just her body, but her, her mental state, her, her, her feelings, her hormones were already rushing into this next challenge. And that's something that I didn't realize and wasn't um, as prepared uh, as, as I, ex you know, as I expected and, and yeah. you know, realized all the expect expectations that you have are pretty much null and void the moment the baby's born and uh, you're presented with your baby, which is going to be different from every other baby's yeah. and, and the way you respond in that situation is going to be unique as well. Right. So here uh, we are two doctors who have had ex more extensive experience in caring for neonates and birthing women. And you and I yeah. have both been through births of our own, of our own daughters. Yes. Yes. And nothing can prepare you for that. 
no. in the way that we were trained in in residency anyways like not all of that went out the window because exactly because there's all this other like intangible stuff that happens which is really exactly. kind of the magic of it so thank you yeah that's a really great point yeah and and just to to go on that point um you know i thought okay baby's born i'm a pro at at uh you know counseling parents about feeding <laughs> and you know i read all the textbooks about benefits of breastfeeding and breastfeeding versus formula and 24 hours later doctor comes in and says your baby's already lost over seven percent of her birth weight and she has high-risk jaundice and suddenly i'm like whoa how I haven't even had a chance to do anything. And it already seems like we're behind the eight ball and we're not, we're not doing a great job. And so, yeah. Wow. So, you know, I think that's always something that's uh, humbling for me. And then also for, for parents as well to hear that as a pediatrician, I'm going through all those hardships, those challenges that new parents are going through. Um, You know, I'm getting, you know, peed on by my baby and I'm up at night getting frustrated. You know, these are all experiences that, you know, I'm going through as well. And just hearing that from me um, when I'm, you know, working and, and, you know, interacting with, with, with families at the clinic, um, they, they appreciate that those stories. Um, Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm revealing too much, but I can tell there's almost like a bonding um, when I when I talk about those experiences. So that's actually yeah. made my job more enjoyable um, yeah. since since my daughter was born. It's amazing how our own actual personal experiences with the things that we've we've quote become experts in. It's amazing how those personal experiences then provide a new lens through which to actually care for other people. And I'm glad that 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 you and I have actually shared in that roughly at the exact same time too. Like right. What a what a humbling experience as a as a uh, like the, this, this journey into parenting, right? What a humbling experience mm-hmm. as to how to best care for other people, um, right. being able to see it from the side of the patient. Quick interlude here, everybody. I wanted to tell you a little bit more about waveblock.com, our show sponsor. They, uh, they produce stickers for your earbuds and stickers for your phones that mitigate, or not mitigate, but block uh, a large proportion of the radiation coming off in the form of EMF from these devices. Remember, there's powerful modems in these devices. It's not like it was 20 years ago when we were first initiated into cell phone world. Um, these are powerful computers that require powerful signals at all times. And if you've got earbuds in your ear, they're just millimeters away from your, your precious brain material. So we want to protect that. We also want to protect your gonads from those cell phones that you hang around in your pockets and in your fanny packs, um, sitting right up against your ovaries or your testicles. Um, and it's, you know, it is low-dose radiation coming from these, these devices, but when you've got your phone in your pocket for 12 to 14 hours a day or earbuds in your ears for that period of time, there's certainly some, going to be some downstream consequences that we all have to, uh, to deal with later. So let's just nip this one in the bud. Go to waveblock.com, use code BELOVED, B-E-L-O-V-E-D, and save 10% off their products. Support our sponsors so that we can continue doing this show. Let's get back to my conversation with Dr. Geisler.
And, you know, there's so much talk that goes into, as a doctor, you need to be empathetic. You know, I feel like even in the first year of medical school, there was a whole lecture on being empathetic, but really that's just a word. You know, it's, 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 it's more of a feeling when you are able to empathize, you're just relating your own feelings and putting yourself in that person's position. Yeah. And they know it when you're actually empathetic. Um, you're not just saying, I understand. You actually right. understand um, what right. they're going through. And that's, that's very important. Yeah, one of the recent recordings I did, similar format, um, one of the, the, the uh, my, my interviewee, one of her points mm -hmm. was, um, and this is like a, this is like an old, this is from like the high, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. This is not new, but seek to understand before seeking to be understood. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's a tied right in with that empathy sort right. of con construct where it's like, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't fake it. Like you have to really try to put yourself there. Yeah. And once you really can feel perhaps what this other person's feeling, then the rest of it kind of, kind of falls into place. Definitely. What's a, what's a second point? So, I mean, you know, the first point, you know, I didn't, didn't, wasn't able to completely go in that direction, but it's, it's essentially acknowledging that, um, you know, once the baby's born a new mother, um, she doesn't have her body to herself. You know, there's, there's, there's these hormonal changes. There's, uh, this newborn that is trying to get nourishment, love, warmth, and, you know, you can't, you can't just pop the champagne bottle um, the moment the baby's born and, um, you know, go eat raw fish and, and do all the things, you, you know, you know, a, a pregnant woman is, is, is yearning for, you know, the moment their child is born. That's not the reality. Um, and, and acknowledging that, that a woman is, is going through that that process, um, having that experience, um, before just looking straight at the baby and saying, Oh, how cute, you know, just actually talking to them. Um, and again, going on this empathy, asking them how they're doing. Um, how, how are they feeling? How are they coping? Mm. Um, I think should be the first question instead of, you know, Oh, look at your baby and yeah. you know, immediately yeah. goes into, are you breastfeeding and all these these extra pressures that, you know, are only making that situation um, more challenging for, for young yeah. mothers or, or new mothers, I should say. Um, so yeah, the, that first, first point would be to, to acknowledge um, that situation, um, that, that change that a woman's gone through, um, you know, by giving birth and being a new mother um, and, you know, segueing into kind of the, the next point would be, um, you know, how can I help would be the next best question. Um, you know, how can, how can you as a fellow human, you know, as a relative, as a friend, as a coworker, how can you be present, um, in their situation, um, in their experience and how can you be supportive? Um, so one thing that I learned, um, you know, very quickly is the importance of being a team. Um, once you are now um, a new a new parent, um, so it's definitely not a one man show, um, and it involves a lot of moving parts and picking up um, where the other, where the partner cannot, um, you know, 
let's say, even lift up the baby um, after childbirth because their incision pain um, or, you know, you know, their, their, their wound is still healing or feels tender, you know, just, just being there to, to go to the baby or move the baby from point A to point B, um, that little gesture is, is actually much more important than, than you might realize. And I, I see that in clinic and it's very heartwarming to, you know, to see the, the, the partner step in um, when, you know, I'm ready to examine the baby um, and you can see the mo- the mother appreciates at that moment, especially yeah. if she just gave uh, gave birth, uh, you know, several days prior. Right, right, yeah, man. Um, I mean, how was it for you? As a, you know, of course, you saw the, um, you were probably being exposed to a lot more because uh, you had a lot of training and experience building up to that childbirth. Um, um, experience and then after that you suddenly have this newborn right um how was that for you it was it was it was surprisingly challenging you know you think you know all the things like you said and um what oftentimes needed to be done was actually nothing it was actually just being present and holding space for this for this amazing new thing that we're doing together and one thing I always bring up on the show is that I received advice early on, like, you know, halfway through the first pregnancy with Penelope. And um, the advice was so great. It was like, you're focused so much on the birthday because I'm an right. OGYM. We focus on the birthday. Yeah. We don't actually get to see our patients afterwards. We get like one postpartum visit. And we all know that that's a stupid visit. It's just like part of the package. Um <laughs> And we don't have time as OBGYNs to really ask the important questions during those those periods. And so um, this person who gave me advice, her name is Augustine Colbrook. She's a really well-known midwife. She's mm-hmm. like, instead of just focusing on the birth, that is important. Scary, emotional, sometimes ecstatic. Like there's all this energy there. But what happens the moment after the baby comes? Like people tend to really forget about that part. Like, yes, giving birth is a big deal. Absolutely. And... The next 18 years of your life are going to be dramatically different until your kids go off to college, right? So are you working with yeah. things, you know, on, on things with your partner? Are you guys communicating well? Do you guys know how to ask for what you need? And mm-hmm. that was a big learning curve for us. And Stephanie and I have been together for far longer than you and Angie, your wife. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, right. And we're still working on it. It's just a constant work in progress. And when the second, this next baby comes in a couple of weeks or days, who knows? She's having Braxton Hicks, so we'll see. But when really? that yeah wow. we're getting close for like 38 and that, a half weeks wow time flies yeah really yeah we're there <laughs> i can't believe it i know it's i amazing. feel like building up to your first um the birth of your of, of penelope your first child i feel like there was so much build up yeah even just talking about it right um you know like oh like i i think i even called you maybe within hours of you going to the hospital without even knowing that you were going to be going to the hospital and just yeah. maybe it was intuition like oh i uh-huh. gotta talk to him now before he goes <laughs> and here we are your second ch- second child and i and i'm just finding out you know due date is around the corner so that's that's pretty wild how that goes yeah technically it's november 7th um but Stephanie went close. A, she went a few days after the due date last time so who knows i okay. mean she's already contracting so We'll see. Oh my gosh. We will How see. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So here we are speaking right before your second child, almost like the first. That's pretty special. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think then I'm going to, 
we're going to call it quits then, but the universe always has fun surprises for us. This was actually a surprise too. So we will see. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and again, kind of going back, I keep going back to the first point, but I yeah. think it's, we, we kind of keep going around that and it's important to, to bring up again. So you're about to have your second kid and, you know, Angie, my wife, she's, uh, She's nearing her late thirties, and you know, of course, I, as a pediatrician, would like another kid, and would like my first child to have a companion growing up, and all that. Um, and it's been a discussion with my wife, and you know, she, after breastfeeding for for a whole year, when I asked the question, of course, other people they asked too, and so it becomes kind of a dinner topic. Her response was. I want my body back after I fin after I um, mm. finish breastfeeding, and you know I'm not ready to to share my body again um, the mm. way I did with the first pregnancy and go into pregnancy all all over again, and and I've I respect that decision. You know I think um, her being in a good place to start the next pregnancy, her being ready. Um, her being, you know, prepared, mentally prepared, psychologically prepared to make that new commitment. I think that is more important than just rushing into it. And, and, you know, it could also be easier to, to have that, you know, second pregnancy, if she's in that right mind state and not get into this, you know, pressure loophole, um, which can often lead to, yeah, a kind of a time crunch. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with the plan so far. Um, she's she's in much better place now, and I and you know I I look forward to that next chapter. But yeah, we're we're not in a rush. So so you're lapping us, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, I'm sure that you you've always been a great friend. You're obviously a gifted surfer and skateboarder. <laughs> thank you. you were, thank you. <laughs> you were a great resident, and I'm sure that you're a great dad and a great husband. And um, and I'm sure that you're a great doctor to all those kiddos and their families. So thank you, you so you. much. Sh showering me with compliments again, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The German in you is just oozing out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alexander, what I struggle with Alexander. I, I didn't mention That's... this earlier, but <laughs> right. I've been calling you Alex since we first met. And I just have so many friends. Alex was such a common name when I was a kid growing up that like I just can't do the whole name. But Alexander... Or yes, and you're doing a good job today. Usually it's Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Dr. G. Dr. How, G. How can people find you if they if they just want to connect with another conscious human being that's going through the same crap they're going through? <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. So feel free to to email me directly at my personal email. Um it's A Geisler, so A in my last name, um, which you can see on the bio. Um, at gmail.com. Um, right feel feel free to ask questions. I'm even happy to have a conversation with you. Um, you know, off the off the records, as they say, um, just to touch base and kind of share our experiences and and hopefully offer offer you some insight from mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're the only the second pediatrician I've ever interviewed, so this is a big oh, deal great. for me. Yeah. Oh, thanks. What yeah. an honor. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, thanks, man. I will talk to you soon and um, we'll let you know when that sweet baby comes. Oh, good stuff. All the best with that and uh, nice chatting on a new medium. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, man. Okay. Bye-bye.
hope you loved that conversation with my friend Alexander. Don't call him Alex, call him Alexander. It's uh, something I've been struggling with. <laughs> sort of like when people call me Nate. I'm like, ah, it's Nathan, it's not Nate, it's not Nathaniel, it's, it's Nathan. Um, we're going to be bringing more of these conversations to you in 2022. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Um, if you haven't gone to waveblock.com, use code BELOVED to save 10% on their EMF blocking technologies. They work better than anything else in the market. Uh, interviewed Ben Salem on episode, which episode was that? I believe it was episode... I'm going to look it up here. Episode 23 on the Holistic Joanne podcast. He talks all about his journey in finding the best comp- composition of materials uh, and adhesive to block radiation, the low-dose radiation that comes from our Bluetooth headphones and our mobile devices. So go to waveblock.com, support them. We'll be back next time with another amazing conversation. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes, please go there, leave a five-star review. Um, Say some nice things. It helps people find the show, helps us rise in the rankings. Um, And uh, if you need to find me, Nathan Riley, MD, you can find me at belovedholistics.com. If you want to find the show notes, holisticobgynpod.com. If you haven't signed up for a newsletter, you can do that at either uh, holisticobgynpod.com or (coughs) belovedholistics.com. Excuse me. And um, yeah, continue supporting us. Continue following us. Find me on Instagram at NathanRileyOBGYN. And um, I will see you next time.